This is East Carolina defensive coordinator Blake Harrell, and you're listening to the Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. to the sports objective very special show as we have a special guest obviously somebody you know very well keaton mitchell if, uh, now i could say former running back for the pirates hard to say but really happy for him personally as he's going after his dream in the nfl uh with us right now we have bubba rosenbaum how are you doing well dave hope you are sure thing matt Semenza, former linebacker for the pirates in the 90s with coach logan how are you sir <laughs> I'm doing great, guys. Really happy to have a chance to speak with Anthony tonight. And, uh, you know, Anthony, I'll tell you, I was a, uh, I really enjoyed watching your son Keaton play at East Carolina. Um, just a fun player to watch. And I'll start, I'll start this off by saying the Baltimore Ravens got an absolute steal oh my gosh. by bringing him onto the franchise. Yeah. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And, and Bubba, I know uh, with an uh, interesting connection, we'll talk about now, but a guy that knows about the NFL making the making the Ravens team also as unrestricted free agent, and that, that is Anthony Mitchell, Keaton Mitchell's dad. Uh, Anthony, thanks so much for spending time with us on short notice. I know you've got to be extremely happy uh, as a dad. I can't imagine as uh, both of our – all three of us are, are have uh, sons and daughters that play sports – I can't imagine what's it like, first of all, as a, uh, a father of a kid that's going to um, I, I feel confident he's going to make the team. Yeah, I mean, you know, for, for, I'm, I'm confident, too. But, you know, just because the work ethic, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better situation than he's in now because he always been one of the kids you overlook until you actually seen play. You know, you got to think when he first got to ECU, they had him at the fourth string running back. And, you know, he, he got compared to everybody else the first game versus UCF. He only got six carries, and everybody else had 14, 15, but he led the team in rushing. So it's it, it just when you look at somebody like Keaton and you follow his career as much as I have because I'm his dad, you're like, oh, this 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 this, this ain't nothing new. The same situation you've been in. God didn't put in work. You know, you got to prove yourself all over again. And I, I, I know he's capable. I know he's prepared. I know he's ready to go just do that. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, so before we talk more about the here and the now and, and this opportunity that he has with Baltimore and the, the tie that the two of you have to that Ravens organization, uh, just take us back since this is the first time we've had, had you on the program back three years now to uh, when he was recruited to East Carolina obviously a tremendous player in the state of Georgia. And then uh, I know uh, Mike Houston and staff obviously just raved over him. Uh-huh. Well, it, it was one of those deals. We came, we sat down, we, we watched the game, and it, you have to talk to Keaton to verify this story. I, I looked at him. I don't know if y'all know his stat, stats from high school. His junior year, he rushed for 2,500 and 49 touchdowns. 
And then his senior year, he rushed for like 2,100 with 45 touchdowns. And, and I looked at him after the ECU game, and I, I was looking at their plays. I said, man, you go here, man. You might be able to put up the same type numbers. And he started laughing like you think. I said, I like their offense. And so it was one of those deals to where you, he had to fit the mold of the program, and I thought he did just that at uh, ECU. Yeah, you're, you're definitely spot on with that. Mike Houston and this staff, obviously – We've thrown it tremendously well too, as uh, as we saw with Holton. But uh, they they want to run the football, and uh, we're, we got to the point where we could do that on a consistent basis over the last couple seasons with Keaton having back to back a thousand yard seasons, uh, including nearly fifteen hundred this year, and that was the first time that had been done in a long time. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, if I think he would eclipse. <laughs> Because we all look at the two-lane game, his first game back, you know, it was one of those games to where when he was running, I'm sitting up there and I'm watching him. I had to run down at halftime and say, hey, man, either you hurt or you injured. I said, if you injured, you need to sit down because you, you ain't helping yourself. And he was like, Dad, I can't cut because, you know, he had a hip pointer. But I think he, he did well for him to miss two and a half games this year. And I think he would have – probably clip 1700 if he would have been healthy versus Tulane. Yeah, that's an interesting point you make as far as that game against the Green Wave because um, the Pirates were having some success on the ground, but you you had the injury to Keaton and then you also had uh, an injury to to Marlon Gunn where they were where they had some nice runs but they still weren't themselves and like you said it was obvious where Keaton was a straight line guy in that game which was very atypical. Right. You know, Anthony, uh, I, you know, one of the things I wanted to mention was that, you know, whenever, when people talk about Keaton Mitchell, right, the first thing that people talk about is the speed, right? You, you yeah. hear about the speed and the ability to run that 4-3-40. Um, but for me, one of the things that really impressed me about Keaton, especially, you know, I think in the second half of this year was his vision. And he really, he really seemed to master the ability to – bounce outside and beat people to the edge and then create huge plays. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about that. He seems to be the total package, the speed and the vision. Yeah. I mean, he, he, what people don't realize is early in his career of, of running the football, his best play was gut right up the middle. And so, you know, when he, he see the, everything collapse, that's what he automatically do. And, and I always used to tell him as a kid, if you can't run through them, run around them. And so <laughs> and that's what he started doing. So, you know, it was one of those deals to where, you know, just implanting stuff in his head of how to play the game and, and what he needed to do to stay healthy. And he was able to do that. You know, just, you know, he's no, he's not the bigger back to where he's just going to go up in a hole and try to run over a, a 280 pound D lineman or a hundred, a 240 pound linebacker when he know, Hey, they can't touch you. They can't catch you. So, you know, being able to see the outside, I think he got really good vision. And like y'all said, I think Baltimore got a steal. Anthony, one of the things that impressed me is that you always hear people talk about his running back running north and south and not east and west. But he's so fast. He can run east and west and make make plays. It's like you didn't think he had anything. Like it was going to be negative yardage. All of a sudden, it's a six, eight, ten-yard play. And that really impressed me how he was able to improvise even when it looked like he was dealt a bad hand. Yeah, I mean, quick feet, you know, uh, we got a saying down here, slow feet don't eat. And so <laughs> and so being able to keep his feet active as he run, never letting them die is, is, is a reason why he could 
be able to change direction real fast. Anthony, I wanted to ask you, is there one game when you look at his career here, you think there was one game that really jumps out as his best overall performance here at East Carolina? Uh, I have to say the Memphis game. The overtime. Okay, okay. Because, because you got to look at it. This was the first time I think they, they start uh, riding him even more in overtime. And, you know, it's like they say, okay, let's just ride out our running back. And he was up for the challenge, you know, for him not to have no sub going through them three overtimes and him be able to carry the ball consistently and continue to make plays after playing four quarters and having a very productive four quarters. He had over 100 yards going into overtime. So I think that was his most completed game far as running the ball. Now, um, earlier, I say I like, yeah, I stick with the Memphis game. Very exciting game. And, yeah, cool. and to Anthony's point uh, about their end the regulation, specifically those overtimes, uh, I think of a couple plays. The one that was right down in front of the boneyard where he cut back to the inside. Uh, I'm in section 4B on the Town Bank Tower side of the stadium. So that was one that was right in front of me, a tremendous cut. And then there when the game was on the line, when, when we uh, had the ball uh, toward the Murphy Center, and um, I guess it was it was after it had gone to a two-point conversion uh, situation. Uh, there, um, Keaton caught the ball on the perimeter. And, you know, from our perspective, you, you knew he's going to have to make a guy miss, and he obviously did just that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that's why I say the Memphis game, because he, he yeah. had to have the full package. First, it's a, a really good team. Right. Yeah, the one play was almost embarrassing for the defensive player, I got to say, because it was one-on-one way out on the edge. And, it, you know, it was almost just unfair. for the, I mean, there was no way he was – you know, he just made the cutback and he just walked into the end zone. So uh, Yeah, he made a that, couple of miss on that one. I know exactly which one you're talking about. He sure did. I mean, I, the defensive players like myself, we were cringing when we saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad it was the, that he was on offensive scoring for East Carolina – for sure. Uh, Anthony, I want to talk about the fact of I was telling you in the green room right before the show, what are the chances of both of you having a similar story of where it's like 19, I believe it was at 99. It was right uh, the end of the nineties when you came out uh, and you have the same deal with uh, Baltimore, both of y'all going to the same organization. Um, I know you wanted him to go wherever he uh, fit best, but isn't it cool that you're, you started out your career as a Raven, and now he's starting out his career as a Raven. It doesn't – father, son, it seems almost like a movie or a TV show, like a script. It, it is. It's, it's unreal. So I had um, the Jets on the phone with me. As soon as I hung up, the Ravens called. I like, okay. And, then, you know, his agent did a really good job by um, sending us the depth charts and, 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 and emphasizing what the players would make if they got cut. So you can understand your your position on each team, and um and it, it just so happened, man. After looking at the depth charts and, and looking at they, it, that was the better fit for him to make a team. You know, it, it was they had three on the um, depth chart. They carry four. They didn't draft any running backs. So now it's like, you know, if, if I had to pick, and I don't care who you put up in front. Of, if if I had to pick, okay, who would you like on your team to go out work somebody? I have to. I pick Keaton. I don't care what running back you pick in the draft. 
I picked Keaton because I know he never was given a position. He always went out and wor outworked and earned that position and earned his spot. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Anthony, just to take a step back for a moment, you know, um, Keaton, he had uh, another year of eligibility here at East Carolina. And, you know, and this, as you know, it's such a crazy time in college sports with uh, the transfer portal and the NIL and, you know, Keaton, he had so many options, I'm sure. Um, curious kind of like just what goes into that process when, you know, I'm sure he had people coming at him left and right. Um, sure. He had plenty of options. What, what goes into that process when you're, you know, in Keaton's situation, you're trying to figure out, Hey, do I stay in school for another year or do I go ahead and, and, and go into the draft? Well, we had to make it make sense. And, you know, um, me knowing some of the guys I know, I talked to some scouts and I talked to some, um, it, it, we, we looked at all options. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. And, um, and a scout told me if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But what, what, what's the reason for him to go back? What more can he do? And it, him going back ain't going to change his draft status per se. Not unless he come out five ten, six feet, which we know he's not going to do. So he said, so him going back to ECU and rushing for over a thousand yards doesn't necessarily mean his draft stock going to go up. Because like I said, you could go back and it could be kids that's that's productive, that's younger than you, that's not eligible for the draft. And that could still jump in front of you during the draft. I had a kid, I had it, that happened to a player that I trained um, out of Kentucky. He was a safety. He went back and the younger boys that was more productive than he was going into his fourth year was able to get drafted before him. So it was one of those deals. We really weighed our options. You know, we, we looked at the NID offers and we had to make it make sense. And, so, and some of it didn't. So we decided to, uh, he decided, I let him choose. He decided to enter his name into the draft. And it's great that I was telling you selfishly, I love his play and I wanted him back for the Pirates one more year. Cause it's fun to watch. I mean, Come on, if you can't enjoy watching Keith Mitchell run, something's wrong with you. <laughs> Maybe for the, I guess if you're the opposing team, it's not I, very fun. I, I agree with you because, you know, before when he first mentioned it, I, I want him to go back. I'm going to be honest with you. I want him to play one more year of college football. But it, like I said, it was his choice. We sat down and, and we went over the options and, and, and the pros and cons. And, you know, it, it was, you know, uh, it was an educated decision. You know, a lot of guys entered the draft and it just so happened. He just didn't get drafted, but I don't, I don't blame him. Uh, we understand, we understand why it happened like that. And it's time to go to work. He'd been in this position before. So I, I honestly wanted to see him one more year in the Pirates uniform and, and see how it would have went. And isn't it that way? It's, it's perfect for Pirates because we're like a lot of times with our chip on our shoulder anyway, our program because there are a lot of guys like a Keaton Mitchell, like you're talking about, like they don't like they go unnoticed, like even to be uh, getting as many offers or different things like that. And then now this is a situation with the pros. And now you have a situation where you have less. I think there's I'll just say this and not just saying because I'm talking to you, Keaton Mitchell's dad. I think as a whole, if you're a first round pick, you have more pressure on you than a guy like Keaton Mitchell that has a lot of talent that didn't get drafted and we know he's going to put in a lot of work because of who he is. And he was a great teammate. Uh, you know, you, you never heard anything bad about Keith Mitchell. He was always great to those of us in the media, just everything that we heard, we never heard one 
not that we were looking to hear one bad word for Keaton, but we always heard great things about him. He did well on the field, which, you know, we heard like, I remember when, um, when the first year he was there, people said, you better watch out for number two. And um, we, we know him now as Deuce, but uh, watch out for him because like in fall camp or different things that in practice, he was doing extremely well, breaking, you know, big yardage. And same thing, I think, with uh, coming up with Marlon Gunn. He's another one that we heard about last year that uh, he and Rajay now, they've got to, like, step it up, right, because uh, Keaton's not there. Yeah, I, I hear you. I got another running back that transferred in from um, um, Georgia Southern. That's going to be pretty good for you. But, yeah, um, he, he he went in, you know, and I tell I, I call him and I say, you got Where's that chip? He said, ain't going nowhere. It's still there. And obviously, you always play with a chip on your shoulder. And as soon as that chip leaves, that's when you probably need to think about another sport because that's your edge. It's always playing with that chip on your shoulder. And he had one. I mean, he honestly had one. No question. What about the fact of um, I've heard even some pirates talk about the regiment that they had over the years, I don't know, Matt, you can chime in on this, but I've actually heard of Pirates, uh, like with Coach Jeff Connors, who's one of our hosts here on the Sports Objective. Uh, they were talking about as far as weightlifting, different things. It was easier in the pros than it was college because they had it so hard uh, with that and with all the classes and everything. With pro football, it was a lot easier as far as the uh, weightlifting and different things like that. Well, you know, me being – I don't know if y'all know, you know, doing it for the combine, I, I train Keaton myself. And right. I've, I've been training him all his life. So one one thing I always tell him, I'm going to make it hard now so it can be easier when you go to where you're going. And and, and he'll tell you I got this thing on Thursdays. It, he got a couple of friends, you know, that – well, be honest with four kids was in the draft that I didn't touch this year. Will Anderson for Alabama. Um uh, Chris Rodriguez for Kentucky, trading out of Florida, then Keaton. They all came out, out of the same park and rec. Will Anderson and Keaton played um, middle school park and rec. I coached them in park and rec and, and middle school football together. And then Keaton went on to Elka and uh, trading. And, and and Will Anderson went to Dutchtown. Then Chris Rodriguez went over to Ola. But they always tell you, I'm going to make it hard now so it could be easy later. And they understand I got this thing, superset 100s. So on, on Thursdays, everything we do got to equal 100. 100 burpees, 100 wall balls, 100 V-ups, 100 push-ups. And, 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 and you can't rest. You, you can do it any way you want to. But in between each 100, you had to push the sled twice. So I said, and they be like, why are we doing it like that? I said, because you finish this workout and be consistent with it, it'd be easy when you go to college. Hey, Bubba, I think you can do that. You're uh, You're strong. What do you think, Bubba? point in time i could but yeah. definitely not now <laughs> kind of like we were talking pre-show um like like matt was saying he said was talking about uh you know being able to to run a sprint without having to worry about pulling a hamstring and that kind of thing and i know anthony chimed in with something similar yeah I, look, look I, I know my position like i do not go play basketball too many of my friends and too many older guys my age walking around with boots on their legs thompson <laughs> they just had their Achilles ruptured. I stay away from the basketball. I jog a little bit, but and then my hips go to hurt, and I'm like, man, I ain't did nothing. So it, <laughs> it, it, it's just being able to watch your kids because Keaton got a brother that's really good as well. So just watching them play, 
it, 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 it takes all that want to and the miss out of it for me because I don't miss the game at all. <laughs> Is his Not brother also it. a running back? No, his brother plays safety, the same position I play. Okay. Is he high school or college? He in college. He's he's a little older. He went to he's he went to my alma mater. He goes to my alma mater. He had a um he got another two years because of the COVID. And then he had a uh his shoulder popped out his senior year in high school. So it, it popped out three times during training camp. So he would ask me, can he go ahead and get surgery? So he he gonna go back this year, see how he do. We're gonna see how he do and we're gonna go from there. That, that's cool. I was hoping maybe you'd be a grad transfer anyway that we get a pipeline to East Carolina to have another Mitchell. Hey, hey if, if you talk to him, I'm, I'm quite sure he won't mind coming to play a year at East Carolina because he is graduating in December and still should have two years of eligibility left. Hey, Coach Houston, are you listening? What do you think, Matt? Anthony, Dave Richmond is the, N the NIL guy, so he's the guy you want to talk to for the big money. <laughs> okay, we, we, we'll work on that. I had, I had the suitcase. I had the suitcase. I'll meet you at the grocery store parking lot in a couple hours. It, it, it's crazy because when they went to school, Keaton was the fastest. And now that they home, his brother talking about he ready to race him. I'm like, okay, you going to get him? He said, Dad, he don't want to see me. I'm like, woo, you, you must have put in wow. some work. Because he would never challenge <laughs> Keaton. His older brother would never challenge him in a race. But now he's like, hey, let's go line up. Yeah, I said, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm a, I don't want him to race, but it might be one of them things. I have to pull out the camera and get the footage of it for later in life when they old like me and can't do nothing. <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner, you'll have to break it, break it out. Yeah, for bragging rights, for whoever needs it. Yeah. Since, hey, you brought up the, since you brought up the speed uh, very quickly, Matt, I was – and obviously, what four three seven at the combine, and uh, when he ran that time, it was it was funny because you could tell he he was frustrated because he was expecting to run faster. I'm I'm gonna tell you what I learned. Um, the, the accuracy of the forty combine. I had five teams call me and text me as soon as he ran. The Jets had him at a four two seven. Um, the Dolphins said he ran the fastest at a four two seven. Um. Baltimore had him at a 4.28. Bills had him at a 4.28. But so he was more frustrated that they made him move his feet. So it's like somebody else setting your blocks and you go run 100 out of somebody's block setting. He had to, if you go back and look at it, he was talking to the starter guy because he told him to move his feet back. So we always practice with him choking that front line, but he had to move his foot back a half a step. So he was running. Comfortable, so he he because he was going after he wanted to go after that forty uh the forty uh record the record yeah 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 uh, now Anthony I want to ask you I mean you obviously had a uh, obviously a great career yourself when you look at Keaton is there anybody you played against or you've seen in the league that that he reminds you of as a player like when you look at him his future career is there any player in the nfl that you played against or that you're aware of that says like hey man he just reminds me so much of keaton uh watching this gonna be crazy because i two people with the ball in their hand he's not big as one but i think they got similar styles of running christian mccaffrey okay but when you put the ball in his hands he reminds me of a jamal a jermaine lewis the kick returner for the ravens Okay, okay. So, Those are two great ones right there. Yeah, and I, I like to see Jermaine Lewis. Is, he, he's geeked up that he's coming up there. 
I already talked to him. He's going to work with him a little bit. So we're going to see where this goes, man. No doubt. Let's talk about you with, uh, man, that Super Bowl. Um, I hadn't thought about that in a, in a minute, but uh, Trent Dilfer, one of your teammates, by the way, is going to be is the UAB coach. So when they come into the league and the American, we're going to be playing against one of your former teammates with the Pirates. But uh, talk about that run there. You guys had one of the best defenses I've ever seen. And the Ravens are always known for a great defense, but that defense was very special. And it was, we, we was always told, don't worry about the offense. As long as we do our job, <laughs> if they can't score, they can't win. And so we focused on that, man. At, at practice, we did takeaway drills, like relentless. Every day before practice, we'd do a takeaway drill, whether it's interception, tip ball, um, strip, strip and recovery. It, it was just one of those deals we, we practiced on being great. We practiced on doing what counted that a lot of teams probably didn't focus on. And I was getting the ball away from the opposing team. And 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 we'll punch at it at practice. We'll if you didn't, if you would went back to sack the quarterback and you ain't try to strip it or go through the motion of stripping, you wasn't allowed to touch the quarterback. So you had to act like you was stripping the ball. You had push-ups. And Ray Lewis had this thing, man. If you're a DB and a linebacker, regardless of where the ball went, regardless of where the ball went, you had to go touch the ball here. So just think if they threw a deep ball down the sideline on the left side and you the right corner, you had to sprint over there and touch the ball carrier before he got back to the huddle. It was And then the D lineman, if you rushed, you had to turn around and sprint 20 yards the other way. And if you didn't, you owe Ray Lewis 50 push-ups. So everybody was doing it. <laughs> Anthony, I think of that team, that Ravens team, in that era. You talk about – I don't know if there's ever been a team with more – alpha personalities i mean you think about the guys on it start starting with brian billick i mean love love him or hate him you know he was a strong personality you know obviously you mentioned ray lewis down you had sarah Gusa constantly running his mouth uh and i say that, that is sharp. i say that. i mean good lord like <laughs> i can't even imagine what it was like to be in a locker room with that team um that's a strong-minded team right there could you, they, when you when you strong-minded and great, as, as I say, or, or you know, as good as they were, you're listening. Especially when you was young like me, you know, your rookie year. And so you looking, you you just got your head on a swivel because everybody talking. You want to hear what each one of them had to say individually and apply it accordingly. I mean, you know, Ray Lewis. I I don't know what this dude was bouncing off walls when it was time to play. So, you know, seeing the passion of the game. It just gave you energy to go out there and do what you had to do. And Ray Lewis was like a big, like how big is Ray Lewis a person? He looks ginormous, uh, like on television. Ray Lewis probably six feet, five eleven, wow. <laughs> but oh, his arms was huge. <clears throat> his arms was huge. I worked out with Ray Lewis and Shannon Sharp in Atlanta one one weekend, one day, and I was stuck. My arms were stuck, like. Like I'm posing for a whole week. I never worked out with them again. <laughs> they 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 put in some serious work in that weight room. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, uh, I, I Anthony, I have to mention I'm a Giants fan. So thanks a lot for. Uh, oh yeah, we, for, you're for welcome for that butt whooping. You know, <laughs> some, that was a rough day, man. Out. That was a rough day. I just uh, I'm still having nightmares about it. So yeah. well, Matt, at least I'm a Commanders fan. So at least you've been to the Super Bowl. Uh, like several times and, and won it. 
and lost it um, since mine has even been in the Super Bowl. Who, who's your team? The Washington Commanders. Redskins. Ah. Yeah, they just picked up one of the um, Keaton workout buddies, uh, Chris Rodriguez. Speaking of the uh, devil. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> what's up? How you doing, Keaton? I'm doing good. How are you? We're really proud of you. I was just saying how cool it is that your dad and you have like a similar past starting out with the Ravens. So uh, it's like a TV or movie script. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he ain't going to have too much first to say. <laughs> uh, Keaton, congratulations, man. Uh, I know you have uh, a, a huge future ahead of you and uh, really, really enjoyed. I can speak for all of us here. Really enjoyed watching you at East Carolina and the way you, you represented yourself. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just uh, really hoping for, for great things from you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I know you're going to put the work in and uh, with the 53 man roster, I mean, you got a, You got a good chance as anybody. I know that uh, we were in, on media day when I asked you last year, you told me 1500 yards, but like your dad was talking about that Tulane game. If you didn't have that Tulane game, you would have way more uh, than you did this year. Oh yeah. It was a couple of games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously you, you missed the, the second half of the Navy game then, and then uh, the South Florida game could have very well been a very big day. So, if, who, if, who knows? Who knows? If you look at the history of it, though, his three years there, what is two before this year, he had two lane number. He rushed for 200, what, 179 his freshman year, then 200 his second year. He was going to go for another two on him this year, I believe. Yeah, he's, the, ball, he's bowling. Yeah, just some of the holes he hit. And I seen him just slow down to take a hit. I'm like, that ain't him. Here, here, you can ask him right now what I told, what I asked him at halftime. What did he ask you at halftime? Keith? What I tell him at halftime. What did you tell him? What did he tell you? He was like, if I'm out there, just hit it. You gotta go through it. Like, if you heard as in like, I can't tiptoe. I, I since I'm playing, I just gotta make that cut. He was scared to make the cut. He's like, Dad, I can't cut. I like, man, you out there. <laughs> you, you, if you're gonna be out there, you're gonna help the team or not, then you need to sit down. Now, but, Keaton, while we got you here for a moment, uh, a few minutes ago, we were talking about the Memphis game, uh, some of the unbelievable plays you made, uh, especially in overtime. So, uh, what are your memories of that game against the Tigers? Oh, uh, no, nah, that was one of my one of my best performances. Uh, that game, I say, I was just in that mode, like. I was just going that whole game, like overtime, when we had to walk to the other end for the uh, third overtime, my whole bottom half cramped up, but my running back coach said they needed me, so I had to, you know, thug it out, help the team get the win. Yeah, Keaton, talk about that, because as a fan, as someone, a member of the media, like we are, um, that new rule of having the two-point conversions, like, it just, like, Man, you want to talk about the edge of your seat. Like, I, I can't imagine. What was it like for you guys every time you have to switch sides of the field and it's a two-point conversion? It's almost like soccer. You have penalty kicks. It almost feels like that now for college football. The game is decided, I guess, for the two-point conversion. Yeah, no, I like I like it. I mean, it just, it's just a thrill. Like, you never know what's going to happen. You just got to keep going. And whoever tap out first, that's who's going to lose. So, just can't give up. 
No doubt. Let's talk about real quick uh, while we have you. What's your schedule like, uh, Pirate Nation? Can you tell people what uh, your schedule's like coming up um, for the Ravens? Uh, so I don't know the exact schedule. I haven't got the um, OTA schedule, but yeah. I head back Sunday. And then the vet should be coming a week after, like Lamar, OBJ, all them guys should be coming in like a week after we get there. So it's going to be fun. No doubt. No doubt about it. Keaton, uh, you talk about Lamar, obviously, I uh, believe here recently, signed a, a pretty lucrative deal. Uh, we'll leave it at that. And uh, you know, I, I've, I've seen some different analysts and so forth and talk about that possibility uh, of you guys in the that same backfield uh, with the speed and everything you guys bring to the table. That's ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I ain't gonna say too much. It's I just can't wait to uh, be in the backfield with them. It's gonna be scary, but I ain't gonna say too much. I'm gonna just go day by day, um, and just wait for that opportunity, earn that opportunity to be back there with them. So, no question, no doubt about it. You're gonna put I know the hard work in, and like your dad, you have your dad, which is a huge resource. Not only being a dad, but a guy who has also played in the league. He knows what it takes to get to that level, right? Yeah. Uh, so you have a, a big advantage there. And, man, we appreciate you so much. I'm glad you cho chose East Carolina. You were actually one of the guys that we can always say that turned the ship around. As you know, what we had before you guys came in, you and Rajay and uh, all the guys that came in and uh, turned the program around. So we'll be forever grateful for you guys for not only the hard work you had at Purple and Gold, but it was a special time as we were going through a really rough stretch there. And you guys came in and put your name and uh, your legacy speaks for itself. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all. No doubt about it. And, all right, uh, Keaton, just take it easy on the Giants when you play them, all right? <laughs> uh, we, hey, we, we, we coming with some some toe stumpers in the Giants. <laughs> take it uh, out on take it out on the Eagles. And we, hey, we, you got to think it was what 30, 32 teams, thirty one passing over. So we got 30 week A. We're going to do 16 at a time. <laughs> you know, hopefully, you know, the Lord bless him to continue to do what he's been doing, man. It's going to be, he's going to be one of the names that's going to be speaking. Like, how did he get undrafted? And 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 I, and I really believe that. And I think he believes that. And I think he knows what he has to do to go make the team. And I think he's ready. I mean, he walked in here because he just got finished working out. So, you know, he's one of those guys I don't have to say too much to, you know, of, of how to do it. You know, the, the day he got back, later that day he was in the playbook. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's one of those deals to where you, you, you think you talk to your kid, you think they don't listen. And then when you sit back and watch, you're like, oh, they've been paying attention. And so I and that, I'm sorry, I had a dad-to-dad -dad question for you. Um, and you've obviously played in the league and, and uh, done great things. You're a Super Bowl champion. How hard is it watching your child, your son play, your son's plural play versus when you're playing? Because even at a smaller level for me playing ball, like I had butterflies. But when I watch my children play, I'm a nervous wreck. I didn't know how. Is that is that is it that way for you or how do you feel about that when you watch your child play? It's, 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 it's nervous until the first lick. The first touchdown, the first interception. So soon as they do some good, you be like, okay, they good, they got this, you know. And and, and, it, and it, it's crazy because it happened over again and over again. Every game, you 
put yourself back in the same mode. Like, like, why am I doing this? They good. You know, they, they, they got this, but, and, you know, just knowing it after a while, it, it's excited, you know, and just sit back and enjoy it. You know, I had to talk other people off the edge when I go to the game with them about them, but, you That's know. <laughs> oh yeah. I know exactly what you're saying every week. That's the thing about football. It's so unique. It's like every week, it feels like you're doing something for the first time. It's uh, right. it's a unique challenge, and uh, yeah, I could I could totally totally relate to what you're saying there. Yeah, and I and I, I you just look at it like, is he ready? And then after the first play, they're ready. Yeah, Anthony, do you uh, when you're talking about uh, training the players, is that your uh, is that your full time job, or is that something you do to help out other guys, or? Like I in Georgia, I didn't know if we were, we could give uh, you give you a plug. You said that again about I the said, last part. Yeah, I was just saying that. You, I know you guys are in Georgia, right? I was saying if anybody in Pirate Nation is that something you do, um, like a yeah, business? Yeah, or? yeah it's um, I, I try to help out the kids, man. But it, it's something I love to do. And, you know, I, I don't go around soliciting per okay. se, but people start working. You know, just kids I can coach when I used to coach come back and want the training from me. And then, cause y'all getting two kids from over this area to come up there now, um, the white Johnson son. And then y'all getting two linebackers from the same area, play for the same park and red key come out of, yeah. hopefully they do good for y'all too as well. Hey, Hey, anybody you can send our way like a pipeline. Uh, if it's good enough, uh, if it's Keaton, Mit- like Keaton Mitchell esque, then, uh, absolutely bring them our way. I would do that. I would do that. I, I loved it up there, man. I enjoy coming. I enjoy watching them. You know, I enjoy the I, – I, I, man, they social media is, is something to see. I like the way they used to put the, the uniform together and put the little – the reels together. It's just something that you didn't see at all schools. And it was just exciting for me to just sit back and watch it and enjoy this this level of football they was playing. Yeah, Anthony, Anthony once you signed – with or excuse me, once Keaton signed with the Ravens and realizing that connection that you had um, to the Ravens organization as well, you know, I took a little trip down memory lane to, to that play back in 2000, but uh, against the Titans. But um, when, when I came across that play on on YouTube, I was just also um, I saw an interview that a, a local radio show there in Baltimore had done. So um, since Keaton was uh, was signed. And have have you done some other podcasts and so forth, perhaps or radio shows? Um, because of that, yeah, I, I, did a, I, did, I did a radio show. You know, uh, just with some some Ravens. I did, I did. I think it was two days ago. I want to say, I just did a radio show with them, just talking about how excited they is to have him, and and the same thing, the pipeline, and, and what I did for their, you know, for for the team and, and for the organization when I was playing. But you know, like and like I told them. And like I tell everybody, I had two sons, you know, never gave them my first name because I want them to be able to walk, put their own footprints in the sand. You know, I don't want them to be Anthony Mitchell's son. I, you know, they both got their own first name, Keith Mitchell's. There's no juniors because I want them to put their name out there. And, and, and like I tell them, that's one, one thing. You, only, only thing I really gave you is your last name, you know, so don't go mess that up. And so their first name is what's going gonna carry on on their own even though they are my son but they still gotta gotta create their own legacy you know everybody ain't gonna ride your dad legacy out for you you gotta be able to go out there and, and, and 
handle your own business. Now, Anthony, uh, we have a question from one of our loyal viewers here. Uh, Richard Allsbrook um, is chiming in and uh, just talking about, um, obviously, Vontae Leach completed his eligibility with East Carolina in 2003. I believe 2002 was your last season uh, with the Ravens. But I'm sure, at the very least, you're aware of Vontae. Uh, do, you, do you know him at all? Vontae Leach? Yes, sir. Uh, Vontae Leach, he, he was um, he was a running back and then fullback specifically uh, for the, the Super Bowl champions. No, I don't. I, 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 I don't know him. When I, I think when, when the fullback we had back then, I think it was uh, Sam Gash. I want to say. Yeah, I think Vontae was was after. He was after. I, the, if was, I'm not mistaken, he was at. Yeah, exactly. Vontae didn't finish at East Carolina until 2003, and like I said, Anthony, your final year with the Ravens was what 2002. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Robert had a comment about Keaton. If you'll put that up on the screen for me, Bubba. Uh, Robert said another void. He said first and 10 yard split, second and long jump, third and vertical and 40 time of all running backs in the combine with 1,400 yards. It's a crime Keaton wasn't drafted. You, you, you know, like the Jets called and, you know, it was one of those deals. I say we got to make it make sense, you know. You had a time chance. Yeah, if you love him, you picked up another running back, and and I, I guess that's was across the board to where they like. Well, the other running back's bigger. I said, okay, I like, I understand that word, but I like the better word. If you could say better, then I understand. But if you just saying because they bigger, then we'll see how that pan out. And it's <laughs> in the, in the NFL today, you know, and that's what I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that. We'll see how these bigger backs pan out. And the way that the game is played today on the on the NFL level. Well, I'll be honest, Anthony. I know you're you're you know way too classy to say it, but I was yelling at the TV. Yeah, I was mad uh, on more than one occasions because I I just when I saw and I know you're not going to comment on this, obviously, but uh, I'll, I'll comment for you. <laughs> uh, I there were a few running backs that came off the board. I was listen, all great players, but in no way did I feel like they were in any way better than Keaton. So I think I yelled at the TV two or three times. I think I, I may have even yelled at Mel Kuyper uh, <laughs> once or twice, but, you know, that's all right. I, I'm going to say this. I will comment. Uh, I, I, I thought, I, I honestly thought that Keaton would be tied for the best back on there with Gibbs. I like Gibbs over Robinson. I do. It is just my personal opinion. I've, I've seen both highlights of both of them. I like Gibbs over Robinson, and I think the closest one to Keaton is Gibbs. He's bigger, but he, he's is fat. He he's fast. But some of the backs, like yeah, I agree. You know, they had a breakout year. You know, and I said, I mean, I don't, I don't care. I mean, I think Keaton is is two times better than Tajay Spears. I mean, I I, I just personally think that, but. You know, he had a, a great year at a great time, you know, and, 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 and being on an undefeated team, it brings more attention, especially when you go beat a UC, USC yeah. deep, um, team, which I don't think their defense was great. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, I think he's still a better running back. Yeah, the good news is that he's going to, like we said uh, several times on the show, we know he's going to put in the work and we know he'll make the team and, just like you said, it's uh, 
that chip on the shoulder, just like with East Carolina, uh, a lot of our players, uh, he's a perfect example of a kid that could have gone to different, with his talent, could have gone in many different places. Um, but we're grateful that he came as a pirate and uh, I'm just excited for him. I can't wait to, uh, with this group that we had to turn this program around, he's one of the many examples, but um, one of the biggest examples of why we have success, two straight bowls. Um, first time we won a bowl in 10 years. I mean, it's like crazy stats like that. And Keaton Mitchell had a part of that, you know? And so right. um, that's why, like, I think that, and another thing is, um, do you think there's any bias? I'll just ask you as an East Carolina guy, if, if Keaton Mitchell plays on a different team, and maybe this is unfair to ask you because you're the dad, but if it's another team, do you think he gets drafted? Is it because it's East Carolina and we haven't had the success until recently? Ah, that's that's a hard question to answer because you, you really don't know. I mean, because, you know, I, I love what ECU did. And, and, and speaking on that, I don't want to put no no ill feelings towards ECU, but – you you never know you know i mean it, it's a lot i could say <laughs> that i i don't want to just because you know it, it's it's still the, the school he attended the school he loved and for that i'm just gonna leave it at you you never know i mean you know yeah i didn't mean it as a negative like towards east carolina i was just no saying. no i'm just saying but like what you what you asking that is putting east carolina and probably in a negative if you say yeah he went to a different school yeah, he would have went drafted. That's that's yeah. you, know, you see what I'm saying. It, right, it is right. without saying it. You're saying that another school is better than ECU. So I just leave it at I, no. you never you never know. I mean, it's a possibility, and it's a possibility he could have ended up in the same position now. You know. Yeah, you know. I mean, it, it, look, I I agree with you, Anthony, because look at Chris Johnson. Uh, Chris Johnson went in the went in the first round. I don't I don't think it. I think it had to do. Uh, you know, although I strongly disagreed, um, you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't stunned just because I know how things often work when it when it comes to a player's size. But um, right. Keaton has that opportunity to, to prove all those naysayers wrong, and I think he's going to do just that. Yeah, what what I can say it is 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 this. Uh, I think you know it was a lot of reporters, a lot of uh, that that liked who they liked. And you know they didn't, and I and I can say this: they all didn't do their own due diligence on reviewing Keaton. They went off what other people said, and so you, and I always believe that uh, the media can make or break a player. And and if you you know they talk up a player so much, they talked him into being a first pick. They talked him into being this. They talked him, and so now that like you said earlier, and it's, you, they got the pressure on them. You know, yeah. you know, it, even if the media talked you up, you still got to go out there and prove it. You know, so I, I like the position he's in. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to point out a, a different school making him better because uh, he could go to a, a bigger school and they not use him right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just say you never know because, you you know, it got a lot to do with the love of the team. And, and, and then for me, the first question I asked Keaton when we went on the visit when he came back was, do you see do you see yourself being here without playing football? And he said yes. So it's the community at ECU that also helped him be a great player at ECU. Yeah, and you know, I'll say this about East Carolina and Greenville. I mean, it's 
it's a special place. It's a unique place. And the thing is, you know, Keaton, he, he solidified his status. He, you know, he's going to come back to Greenville in 15 years and he's going to be treated like a, like a hometown hero. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he, he's cemented his legacy here and uh, it's, you know, 30 years from now, people are going to remember what he did. And that, and that is, and I'm not just saying that that is a true thing about Greenville people. It's a very passionate fan base. I mean, you talk to people, it's, you know, what the peach bowl, that was now what guys, uh, what, 32 years ago? Uh, yeah. And people talk about it like it was yesterday. Um, so I think in, in a way, like, that's the thing about Green. It's such a special place. And, um, you know, he'll be, he'll be celebrated for his accomplishments. And that's good. You know, that's and that's all you want. You want to be able to, like I tell people, anytime you got a chance to put your footprint in something, go ahead and do it. And and now he's, it's time for him to put his own footprints on the Ravens. And, and I think he's capable of doing it. Anthony, I wouldn't find a question as a uh, as somebody the outsider. Now you've been to Dowdy Ficklin. What was your experience like with the tailgating and watching football games? Um, I mean, I know how much you love watching Keaton, but can you tell us what it's like as uh, a parent of a player to watch a game there? It, it, it was it was nice. I mean, what you did. I like the pirate scenes before the games and how to, they come out. It just. I just I, I liked it, man, it, it, and it fits well. You know, me and my wife, and we all had fun up in the stands and getting to talk to the people. They was nice people. You know, I used to sneak over with the the good seats. You know, because they don't put the parents in the good seats. So when it, when it, when it was open, I go sit where I could have some back support, so I won't be. <laughs> and they they, they welcomed me with nobody over there being all angry. Like a couple actually told me and my wife, whenever y'all come, just these people never come. So y'all had HD. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, it was just it was nice. They couldn't get you club level. I mean, so we have one of one of our co-hosts, Anthony. He's not here tonight. Kyle Barber. He is the king of club level. So I mean, we could have got you up there in a second. Right, look, 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 I, I, I was perfect where I was at. You know, it, 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 it was fun. <laughs> He's killing me, man. He's being sarcastic because uh, Kyle always makes fun of the people that are in the club level, but. Hey, wherever you can watch the game, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. Yeah. I can watch it uh, for sure. Anthony, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it means a lot. And uh, I know looking at the time, I didn't realize we had talked that long to you. Thanks for carving out your evening and some time with us. And, hey, man, uh, no problem. And I enjoyed it. All right. Good luck. Thanks to very you. much, Anthony. And All right. Thank you. Having you back on soon. All right. Appreciate All right. it. Have a good night. All right. Y'all too. Wow, what a great show, guys. I tell you what, uh, really proud. I know Richard said God's plan absolutely for Keaton. Um, just really tickled to death. And, you know, Matt, makes a lot of sense for him to uh, come out. And, uh, hey, we, we know about the Ravens. We know they're going to have a running game. You know they're going to have a great defense. So I think just like he was talking about with East Carolina, uh, and, and it makes perfect sense, too, of finding the right team. That makes sense, finding the right home, right? Absolutely. Uh I think, especially in football, even more than any other sport, being in the right situation is, is huge. And being in the right type of scheme that, that fits your skill set and having a coaching staff that believes in your abilities, I think, is probably the most important thing. And, um, you know, I'm just hoping I'm hoping that this is a great situation for him. And um, I wasn't kidding before when I said I was. I was kind of yelling at Mel Kuyper and yes. Shea uh, because I really believe that 
Uh, I don't know what in the world NFL GMs were looking at. Uh, I, I just don't. I don't understand it. Um, I, you know, I don't just read um, big boards. You know, I don't just look at Mel Kiper's big board. I watch college football games. Right. And I can tell you, seeing with my own eyes, um, he was a draftable player, to say the least. And so I'm a little bitter about it. Um, but I just, you know, I hope it all works out and he's got a great career. Well, it's like I told you so, right? I mean, when you look at Bubba, when uh, you look at – I was telling him um, – I was telling him in the – green room i really thought keaton i mean we kept hearing the thing that's frustrating for me guys with the, the and you know how much i love i do love the draft and how much i love the nfl but these mock drafts they never get it right they never get it right um and it's frustrating to me because keaton mitchell i truly believe in my mind i thought it was spot on i know matt you're and you and bubba are the football players and not i but when i heard third or fourth round I didn't get mad because I said, this guy's got a lot of talent and I really believe third or fourth round um, is, is spot on for him. And I mean, when you look at the, to me, the thing, the frustrating thing is when you look at the great running backs, there's a ton of great uh, running backs that were, you look at Barry Sanders. He, he wasn't a giant. There's a whole bunch of guys that fit that mold that Keaton is. And Hey, if they can play the game of football, sign them, man. I mean, uh, Mike Houston is is not a dumb man. He's a very smart coach, and those guys signed it for East Carolina, so they saw something in him. And um, anyway, the most important thing is he got the deal with the Ravens, and, and now I feel pretty confident he's going to make the team. What do you think? What guys think? I definitely liked his chances, and uh, like I've like you've seen several times. Uh, you know, you know, hopefully, it'll be with the Ravens. But you know, when you're when you're going through um, everything he's going to be going through, you're actually, you know, just not only uh, trying out for the Ravens and trying to earn a spot on their roster, but all the rosters, all 32. So uh, anything he does there will bode well for him, even if it's not a spot on the Ravens roster. And something that we had not talked about it as far as Keaton's game um, that was probably not talked about enough. And when it, it wasn't just Keaton, Keaton, uh, Rajay, and then also Marlon Gunn. Our running backs are probably the best that I remember in uh, program history as far as taking care of the football. Uh, you don't re you don't recall Keaton Mitchell putting the ball on the ground. That's a great point, Bubba. I mean, that is a really good point and and spot on. And and he really does a nice job of protecting the ball. And I think like one of the things I'd like to see in Keaton's evolution and um, we, we didn't really feature him in more. I think it was more of a scheme thing here uh, in, in, in the passing game. Like we're not a team that runs a lot of screens. Um, so I, I think if he can get into a system where people can get the ball to him, you know, in the passing game a little bit, whether it's like wheel routes or just, just simple screens, flares and kind of utilize um you know, getting him in space where he's matched up against a, a linebacker or a safety one-on-one. -on -one, I mean, I, I think he's going to win those battles more often than not. But like when I look at his career, I think that's kind of the next stage of his progression is getting the ball more in space in the passing game. It definitely is. You know, 
whether it's uh, out of the backfield or lining up um, the number three in trips or something of that nature. Yeah, you think back uh, as far as his involvement in the passing game, I think of uh, the App State 60-yard touchdown uh, on the on the screen pass there to the left side, and then also think there uh, late in that NC State game in the fourth quarter when we were driving toward the Boneyard. Um, we, we had a mismatch where he was lined up in the backfield and he, he came through the line of scrimmage and then and then ran a little, little option route where he cut to his left and um, total mismatch against the NC State linebacker. And he, he nearly – he was a step from taking it to the house. Yeah, I, I remember that play and um, it's a good call on that. And then I also think, you know um, – you know, I think his ability to contribute on special teams is going to be a huge factor too. Like, I can definitely see him on off returns. Um, maybe you know, maybe you know, he he might be a perfect like gunner on on a punt team with mm. that speed. You know, you get him on the outside. So if he can contribute on special teams early in his career, that's going to help him uh, earn a roster spot. Yeah, and that's something I recall, uh, as I'm sure you read as well, Dave and Matt. Uh, when he was getting ready for the draft and pro day. Um, and, I th- and I think he did this at pro day um, as far as catching some punts and ob- obviously kickoff. Yeah. And again, uh, Matt's spot on about special teams. And I know Bubba, you've talked about it. It's the very fact of uh, however you can get on there, but uh, he can make his mark early on being a rookie uh, there and, I think not only make a spot on the team, but also a huge impact, uh, Matt and Bubba. I can totally see him, you know, making some huge yards. And that guy say, who is that? Who's number two? And that's Keaton Mitchell, you know. So uh, good luck to him. I'm really excited and uh, very happy to have Anthony. Very cool to have uh, a guy, a Super Bowl champion, former NFL player. For uh, He played not only for uh, the Ravens, he also played for the Jaguars. And also ended his career with the Bengals. So three different teams had a nice career in the league, more than just a cup of coffee, right? So uh, you have to tip your hat to. You know how we all know how difficult it is to make the league and um, really cool. Hey guys, wanted to talk about Ryan Robinson. He was on. Uh, Want to give a shout out to Stephen Igo, uh, the Hoist of Colors Radio Show. Awesome every no- day, noon to one weekdays on ninety four three. The game locally in Greenville. And, of course, uh, you can download the IBX media app. I've been uh, watching on YouTube and uh, Facebook as well. Um, great thing. But he had Ryan Robinson, executive director of the Pirate Club on. And uh, we've been talking about the Pirates Unite campaign. And uh, really interesting to hear the number of um, out of $60 million, we've raised $21 million. How about that, guys? So just over a third of the way. Um, that we've raised for the capital campaign we call Pirates Unite. Yeah, um, definitely we'll be checking that interview um, out with Steve and I go on Hoist of Colors uh, via 94.3 The Game uh, later on this evening. But um, one of the things that stood out to me is just, you know, the price tag is steadily going up on on that IPF. So let's get that money raised ASAP. Uh, and because we'd heard 18 to 20 million and now uh, you're looking like you said uh, an additional four million dollars uh, on top of that so um, so let, let's yeah. figure, figure a way to uh, get that raised uh, 
not only um, so we can break ground, but also so we can save ourselves some money. Yeah, I just want to give you a few highlights, guys, and we can talk about this more. I know that uh, we're running out of time, uh, being an hour we've been on the show. Um, but we've had, you're right, Bubba, $15 million has been raised for the indoor practice facility for the Isley Performance Center. Um, but we need uh, anywhere between, we were looking at $18 million. Um, it's maybe 22 to 24 million um, that the costs are right now. And we know how construction, um, but uh, construction costs go. Um, good news too, by the way, guys, uh, Matt, uh, I don't know if you've heard this, but um, some a real surpriser for me today, the Menji's renovation, uh, we need a million dollars. We've already raised that uh, for the basketball program. Um, well, not only basketball, but obviously volleyball, women's basketball, men's and women's basketball, volleyball. Um, so um, really excited about that. Really, it was only, I know, a million, but still considering the fact that we had baseball and football, which we'll talk about baseball in just a second. Matt, tickled to death to, to have that number uh, that we already have that raised and ready to go. Uh, I am too, Dave. And, you know, it's long overdue and, um, you know, We've talked about this a hundred times on this show that we felt like over the years, basketball didn't quite get its due. And um, it's been a little neglected here, you know, and I'm saying that uh, in a very politically correct way because it's been a lot of neglected, uh, you know, but it's nice to see that. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, Minji's is a, it's an interesting place, but it does have potential if you can, you know, change some things up in there and just improve the overall appearance appearance of it. So happy to hear that. Yeah, it looks like they're going to break ground, guys, on that. Uh, well, not break ground, but the renovation, I should say, um, for the chairs. Uh, there's uh, Matt Semenza section. Hey, we have the Matt Semenza section there, the lower level. Um, <laughs> what used to be the student section, where I'm sure you sat sometimes, Matt. Well, one of the side that's there for the bench chair backs so we have the matt Semenza section i'm sure if you make your contribution this year that they'll name it after you um so we have that um also guys nice. led lighting i mean it was so embarrassing one of the things i did not know and thanks to john gilbert and ryan robinson for stepping up i don't know if you know this matt but they had to get uh it's so embarrassing um but it just shows to give you kudos to the current administration i give them credit where it's due because we were still using Windows 95 for the lighting <laughs> we have. And I'm not joking. I'm not joking. They had to find a guy from like somewhere in Ohio. They had a computer. It was embarrassing. Um, not their fault. Obviously, we're using the system all, all the way back from the Williams Arena um, renovation from way back when in the 90s and 95. And so what happened is you remember that there was a time when, you know, they lowered the lights for uh obviously for the um, introductions morgan aylers our friend uh does a great job but that is so awesome for the starting lineups well here's what happened if you <laughs> they got to a point if they lowered the lights they couldn't turn the lights back on for 30 minutes wow. so they couldn't do that it was just crazy stuff so they've raised the million dollars we're getting the chair back seats on that one side behind both benches um they're going to sell all but the ryan said today all but like i think the for the opposing team they get 40 tickets right behind the bench. So um, they'll be selling all those except for those 40 that have to save for the opposing team. Um, we have some LED lighting, which I'm really excited about, Matt. Uh, you, you know, I'm big into lights. I'm a DJ, so I love the whole 
light show. We need that for baseball and football. In fact, I'm going to pledge. I've said this all along, and I'm really excited about what we've already done. I just want people to get into the habit of we're going to have to find out a way to keep this campaign going beyond the indoor practice facility. We're going to talk about baseball in just a second. But um, football, um, I know Kyle's talked about it a lot. I totally agree with him. We need those uh, lights that we can do like at special times here in the game, maybe the fourth quarter. Um, we need the fan experience that's great. But, you know, um, Matt, you're you're a guy in sales. We, we've got to always be thinking about our customers. And, and there's so many things at football that we can do. People say, what would you do? What would you change? It's not that we have a bad atmosphere. We have a tremendous atmosphere. But you and I both know that I have a 65-inch TV in my living room. I'm not that far away from the bathroom or fridge. Um, I'm not that kind of guy, but there are people who say, hey, I can stay home and watch the game on the big screen in the recliner. Uh, the bathroom's right down the hall, and I'm really close to the fridge for some pirate beverages or sodas or whatever. Um, we're fighting against that every day. I mean, look at the NFL stadiums. Uh, people are building smaller stadiums in baseball and football, for example, for that very reason. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think of I think of basketball, you know, when you talk about the fan experience and, you know, these these things that may appear to be, <clears throat> you know, simple LED lighting and things of that nature um, can really go a long way. And, you know, in particular, when I when I watch East Carolina play basketball on TV, which is 90 percent of the time because I live so far away. Right. Um, it, it always plays dark on TV, like the, from a lighting perspective. So I think bringing in chair back seats, LED lights, find a way to kind of brighten it up a little bit, um, increase the overall experience for the fans and keep them coming back. And, um, you know, as it relates to football, I mean, I, I think that, you know, I think our game day experiences is, is, is really, a, it's an awesome experience. But you know, there's always things you can you can improve upon to uh, improve the experience for fans. And and the way it is now, there's so many options. To your point, everybody's got the 65 inch TVs. There's so many options to watch games. You have to give people a reason to to want to come back. No doubt. And uh, so, as far as like for me, the those ribbons they put in, you know, again. The fan experience we have, I'm sorry, I'm biased, but we have the best game day uh, experience. I really believe that we have uh, tremendous fans. It's those tweaking of things like the ribbons they put um, all around the stadium on both sides. Little things like that can mean so much. We know there's a price tag, but kudos to John Gilbert and Ryan Robinson, everybody that got that done. And man, the Isley stepping up with the $5 million. I thought it was going to be the Semenza or Rosenbaum or Semenza Rosenbaum indoor <laughs> practice facility, but uh, I'm sorry, guys, you got beat out. But I'm hoping, like, with my money for Pirates Unite, I'm hoping they'll at least name a urinal after me. What do you think? Yeah, or, or you know, a locker. Maybe you get a locker or something, you know, Dave Richmond locker. Uh, you know, I don't know, something. I mean, you deserve it. For, for your contributions to the program. <laughs> no, I, I, I feel like that is probably my my um, contributions. Probably the urinal would be. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they'll give you a brick. You know how there's individual yeah. bricks as you walk into the stadium? You yeah, get one brick, Dave. I'll get a brick. All right, that sounds good to me. Um, <laughs> and then, um, by the way, uh, Matt, I also wanted to mention, too, um, 
with you guys. Uh, it was also mentioned about the baseball project. We're looking at right now, we have 3.8 to 4 million, and it looks like that's a 6 million. I heard seven, um, but who knows? Uh, but obviously, Ryan is the expert and not me, uh, Ryan Robinson. So it looks like it's a $6 million project. So do, we've got to uh, we got to speed up this. And I know um, I know Ryan. We're going to try. It's our fault. We're trying to with hurting cats with all four of us our schedules, but we're going to try to see if we can have them maybe next week uh, because we would like to ask him more questions. And um, for me, uh, Matt, you and I both love the club level. They have that observation deck. They're going to have in left field. Uh, that's going to be really really cool. Um, and I think it's, I, I'm just excited about it because that's going to add more seating and people ask all the time about the, uh, seating. Can we add more to Clark Leclerc? Maybe down the first pace side, the right field side, he said today. Um, but Hey, it's kind of nice that we've sold out two years in a row and the demand for tickets, right, Matt? Absolutely. Um, you know, if, uh, the way this program has been winning, uh, over the years, they've created the demand with their play on the field. And um, it is an awesome experience. And, you know, I can tell you guys, like, the word is out on Clark LeClaire. Um, the word is out, even up here where I live. I, I can't tell you how many times people have come up to me this year. As a matter of fact, ever since the Texas game, that was a huge uh, coming out party, I think, na on a national level. Um, I've had so many people approach me about, the game they experienced, the atmosphere, um, and just how impressive. So, yeah, I think the observation deck, anything we could do to keep, you know, moving forward. Because, you know, like in this business, th this facilities race, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. Yeah, if you're not growing, you're dying, as I always say, especially when my day job is with us concerned. Johnny Robertson, hey, JR, what's up, bro? Uh, he said, I took my friend who went to Alabama to the NC State game last season, and he said, he felt like it was an SEC game. He loved the whole experience. JR, you, you know, it's, it's so true. It's like um, I haven't been to uh, SEC stadiums as far as baseball is concerned. But, Matt, I mean, when you're talking about averaging more than minor league teams every single game, and I'm not trying to to put that put minor league teams down at all. I'm just saying that speaks volumes to Pirate Nation and how great they are and I look forward to it. I hope you and I can be out in left field and have some pirate beverages. And I know you're a big fan of rum, uh, not to out you there, but uh, you're a pirate. so <laughs> rum is It goes hand in hand. Uh, but just to put it in perspective for you, to your point, um, UConn baseball right now is, Top I, 10. I, yeah, I want to say they're number 10 uh, as we sit here tonight. And they, this past week, they set their all-time record for fan attendance at a baseball game. Take a guess what it was, Dave. Take a wild guess. I'm going 2,600. 1,800. Are you serious? Yeah. And so that kind of puts it in perspective for you, just where we are, you know, as a program. And I'm sorry, Johnny was talking about, I apologize, JR. He was talking about the football game with NC State opener. I apologize, JR. So, uh, I'm wrong a lot. The guys, uh, I don't know why they keep me on the show. I'm, I'm wrong so much, but <laughs> one of these days, hopefully I don't get fired. But um, oh, Johnny. but I agree with you, Johnny. Absolutely awesome uh, atmosphere for, for, for football. No doubt, no doubt about it.
And one of these uh, games, uh, it might be the Charlotte game because that's your favorite team, Matt. Uh, you got to come down. <laughs> and we're doing club level with Kyle. We'll go up there with Kyle because Kyle is uh, doing that. In fact, the 23 home schedule for those of you watching up on the screen. Um, by the way, another cool thing before, I'm glad you put that up, Bubba. It made me think about something. Um, they're going to honor Jeff Charles at the Marshall game and a couple, maybe some basketball games, but uh, really cool to hear that. And um, I appreciate John Gilbert and Ryan Robinson. The I, I appreciate they were being very respectful about a man who gave 35 years to East Carolina, half his life. Um, so looking forward to that. Uh, obviously, we uh, it's still hard to believe that happened, um, but thanks to them for kudos to them for doing things the right way and. You know, who's to say we can't sell 18,000? That's our goal here. Maybe 20,000, Matt. But I don't want to hear people talk about, I'll just say this real quick and we got to get out of here. We're running long. I don't want to hear people talk about the schedule is weak, blah, 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 blah. You're a Pirate fan. It doesn't matter who we're playing. Go out and get your season tickets. 1-800-DIAL-ECU, ecpirates.com. You can go there anytime and get your tickets. It's so ridiculous to, um, to say that you, the only reason you're going to get tickets is because nc state's playing i understand that those games are marquee games but man matt oh by the way i got one more thing about um tickets by the way let me just go ahead and tell you there's a lot of people that want to go to that michigan game and guess how many i was right ryan robinson said it today guess how many tickets we'll get out of here guess how many tickets they're giving um michigan's giving us they have such a small stadium in the big house right <laughs> I would guess 6,000. 3,000, bro. 3,000. Okay. And wow. Some of those are already taken because of players and families. And so you're looking at, I, if I had a guess, it's over 2,000. I think it's something like that. So let me just tell you um, Ryan said today uh, they're going to get something, I guess, in the mail or they'll have an announcement on email, whatever. But if you want to go to that Michigan game, get out your piggy banks and get ready because. Um, they're going to put the tickets on sale. I think he said, if I'm not, if my old man hearing, if I heard it right, the end of this month. So be ready because Matt and I are going to be there. Bubba's going to be there. My kids are going to be there. And we want a whole bunch, you know, if everybody goes, I heard it today. I think it's true, Matt. If everybody goes to that Michigan game, we're looking at uh, 20 grand, you know, 20,000 people. I mean, it's that many people that are saying they're going. And there's probably like a tenth of that as far as uh, Pirate Club tickets. They're going to go on priority. Um, so my priority is decent. But, uh, hey, um, I don't have the 300 number or the 100 number uh, Pirate Club rank. Yeah, it's a little stingy of Michigan to 3,000. I feel like we can we can do more than that. But uh, especially considering they seat about 110 or whatever it is. I, I don't even yeah. Know well, what it is anymore, but uh, Bubba could probably help me. Is it 105, Bubba? I know Neyland Stadium has 107,000 off the top of my head. I believe Michigan, unless they've added years ago, I remember hearing 105,000. Not that 2,000 makes a difference, but it just seems like I guess that's the standard for what other teams of like we give other team, you know, another team coming in or whatever. But man, 3,000 is not a lot. And I'll tell you another thing. If you're planning on staying in Ann Arbor, um, the cost of the hotel rooms are absolutely ginormous. It's ridiculous, like $450 a night. And I'm not staying at the Dew Drop Inn uh, by any stretch of the imagination. 
but I'm staying outside of Ann Arbor because it's half price, bro. Half price, Matt. Yeah. The, some of these big 10 towns really, really wacky on game day for hotels. I went to a Penn state game about five years ago. And I think the cheapest price I could find for a hotel right in town, like right on campus was about $600 a night. Um, so it does get a little crazy, but um, the thing about this one, you know, from, from my perspective, I'm willing to, to, to pay a little more because it's such an experience, you know, it's a different experience. And for me, it's kind of a bucket list trip. Right. Never been to a game there. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, uh, Hey, if I, if I can find a you know hotel for a reasonable price, a little bit out of town, I, I would consider that. By the way, Bubba's awesome. He said it's uh, currently listed around 108 or 110,000. Um, largest crowd was 115,000 for Notre Dame one year. So I knew that, okay, so they're, um, they, uh, Neyland Stadium in Michigan, we're the biggest, no, we're the biggest, and they're going to keep adding seats. So, uh, but hey, the most important thing is I just want to make sure. Uh, the other thing that I got out of it, they don't plan on doing any Pirate Club things on Friday night. Uh, so we're planning on, I don't know, Matt, if you're going to join us to go to Eastern Michigan on the Friday night when we Definitely. get up there. Definitely. And they, got a, they got a football game up there and uh, we got to go up there and uh, check that out. And then uh, Saturday, my guess, if I had a guess, it'd be a noon game for uh, Michigan, East Carolina. I don't know that, but a big town team. What do you think, Matt? That's my guess. That sounds about right, Dave. Uh, I, I can definitely see a noon kickoff. Um, have, haven't, you know, uh, just thinking about Michigan's openers in the past, I could see us getting that noon spot. Yeah. And the cool thing is, uh, Matt, that, um, uh, I have Labor Day off. My kids have Labor Day. So there's a cool song and they're asleep now, thankfully, uh, because I want them to get up in the morning, but there's a song out that's talking about Ohio. That's a pop song. Now I'm so out of touch and they keep talking about, they want to stay in Ohio, Ohio, dad, please let us stay in Ohio. So I'm thinking about <laughs> Sunday night coming back and staying somewhere in Ohio so we can say that we stayed in Ohio uh, and be the cool dad. Um, I don't know if that's Cleveland or where I'm going to stay, but um, maybe uh, back in the day I ch stayed in the 80s in Chillicothe, Ohio, um, right there near West Virginia. So maybe we can uh, stay there. But anyway, I digress. But I wanted to mention to people to let everybody, the public service, know if you're going to Michigan, uh, you may have to, in fact, uh, Matt, I saw they've got the secondary market. There's already people putting their tickets up uh, for sale. My understanding is from Coleman, Spain, I believe he told me that the face value, which I still think is a steal, but then you think about how many people they put at the stadium, $65 seems to be reasonable for a Michigan game. Yeah, I could, I mean, I could see that just, uh, I guess, just because by default, the size of the stadium and how many seats are available. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Only 110000 108000 whatever, you know, at $65 a pop. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, what would be better than for us to go in there? Um, you know nobody's going to give us a chance to win that game. What would be better than to go in there and, and, and you know, make it a very competitive game and, you know, possibly give, our, give ourselves a chance to win possibly in the fourth quarter? You know, your your coach, Coach Logan, used to always talk about the fourth quarter game, get it to fourth quarter, and um, you guys were well-conditioned with Coach C. So a lot of times those teams, those marquee-named teams, they were not as conditioned as you guys were, and that gave you a chance to to do it. But, uh, man, 
that's going to be a great time. I can't wait. And uh, we'll be talking more about that. And I'm sure um, a guy that we're going to meet up with, by the way, that you love too, Rick Minner, the former uh, head coach of Cincinnati, the defensive analyst, he's still there. Uh, so we got to spend time with him as well. So it's yeah, going to be awesome. a fun time. It's going to be a fun time. I can't wait. And my kids are like stoked because uh, they don't, the thing is, is they're too young to really, even at nine and 10, to understand how big of a deal Michigan is. And I've tried to explain to them, it's like a really big stadium, if not the biggest football stadium, and they have no idea. But I, I can't wait. I need to video them walking in uh, to Michigan Stadium there to the big house for the first time. Oh, absolutely. They're going to have a blast. And what a great experience. Uh, I'll have my GoPro with me. I'm sure I'll be filming. Oh, man uh taking in the you know the experience there too but i i just love you know like i love the history of college football i love going into the historic stadiums you know south bend uh the old orange bowl you know oh, yeah and you uh, played there yeah i mean that it would that was something i'll never forget and um so i i love the history aspect of it and uh you know what what, a, what an experience it'll be you went to you were there at Neyland Stadium, weren't you, for that Labor Day game against Peyton Manning, '95? Uh, yes, yeah, that was a awesome place to play. Loved it. Uh, had such a good time that night. Uh, you know, wish the outcome was a little different, but um, you know, that was a great, great place to play. And I loved playing in the old Orange Bowl. You know, like yes. it's just the the his, again the history of it. You're walking into a place where Super Bowls were played, uh, so many national championship games, and uh, you know that's the type of thing I enjoy. You had a great Super Bowl, didn't you? Thirty-one to six over the Hurricanes. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was an awesome night. That, you know, everybody knows that was an awesome night. And like, I one thing I always say about that game is I, I really believe if we played that Miami team ten times, we would beat them eight out of ten. You guys, like I told you, you hate hearing that word, but swagger, man. We got to get the swagger back. Well, um, I'm gonna before we let you go. Um, what about uh, talk about the, your favorite stadium? What's your favorite? Was the Orange Bowl the favorite to st or Neyland Stadium? What's as a player? What was the like? You were like in awe of the stadium that you were playing in uh, on the road. I would say Auburn was was really cool uh, because that was my freshman year, and I was. You know, I had watched so many big games at, at Jordan-Hare and uh, watching Bo Jackson and so many big games. And the really cool thing about Auburn that I remember is when you're in the tunnel coming out, that place is shaking. And the, and the, the crowd is uh, – they do a chant. They say, Tiger Meat, Tiger Meat. And it's just shaking. And then you come out on the field and you see the War Eagle – and uh, that that was awesome. That was really cool. And uh, like, if you don't get excited for that, you don't have a pulse. And by the way, sidebar really fast. I'm gonna go ahead and put it right here. I'm gonna put it right here because I love him as a coach. But speaking of Auburn, Hugh Freeze, I'm gonna tell you people in the SEC right now. I'm gonna tell you, year one, they're gonna be competitive. <laughs> Matt is Gator Bait literally. <laughs> Thank you, by the way, for the producer. Um, I know he's just producing only. You're the best. But I'm telling you right now, you know, I'm not a, I'm a pirate guy. I'm not an Auburn guy. 
But if you're an Auburn fan, year two, definitely three, watch out the noise that Hughes Freeze is going to do. I'm not saying they're winning the West and the SEC, but you're going to watch this year. They're not a joke. They're going to be uh, not an easy out. And I'm just telling you guys, if you're, uh, I know the SEC fans are very smart, but um, nobody, hardly anybody, Matt, is talking about Hugh Freeze. They're not giving him a chance. I'm telling you guys, I know that you guys know more football than I'll ever know, and you've forgotten more about it, but I just really like that guy, and I like his recruiting. Uh, I think the transfer portal, he's done some nice things, and I don't want to spend time on Hugh Freeze, but it's just been bothering me that people aren't talking. And again, I'm not an Auburn fan. I just can't believe as a college football fan why you you're talking about okay for Deion Sanders. What about Hugh Freeze? What about Hugh Freeze? You don't hear anything about Hugh Freeze and what he's going to do at Auburn. And you want to talk about a tough fan base, Colorado. Uh, I'm not knocking Deion, but I'm just saying like uh, Hugh Freeze is going to deliver in a big way for Auburn. You watch. I wouldn't be surprised in a handful of years he has a national championship. I'm not saying this year I'm not crazy, um, but you watch out for Hugh Freeze. Yeah, I, and, you know, Hugh Freeze, he's a, he has a proven track record. He wins wherever he goes. Uh, now, he, he will bend the rules a little bit at times, as he's proven, but, uh, you know, he, he will win, and, and I have no doubt he'll win at Auburn. But could, let's just rewind for one second to our okay. producer. You know, we we're talking about some of our favorite stadiums and – our producer, Bubba, was – it's funny you bring this up. He was telling me the other day his favorite stadium. I was a little surprised. He was talking about how it's, you know, it's a, uh, you know, sight lines, intimate atmosphere. He talked about, you know, uh, it's just a fun place to go to a game. He was raving about Charlotte Stadium, Dave. Uh, so, I, I don't know. There we go. That's one way to get me to chime back in. <laughs> Oh no, man, I'm, I'm just glad. I'm just glad you said. I, I say I'm glad you said Charlotte. I, I thought you were going to say Keenan Stadium, so I was. <laughs> no, I, I thought you were. You you had me. You had me fooled. You're such a great poker player, Matt. I thought you're going to be sincere and say South End or, uh, you know, Penn State or like name one of the big stadiums. Says you you fooled me big time. I did not see that one coming. I was blindsided. Like the left tackle didn't uh, do his job. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew I knew that was not going to be serious, but I I thought it was going to be Keenan Stadium, so uh, he he went with Richardson Stadium instead. Uh, there on the, the campus of Charlotte uh, with fifteen thousand seats, it'll be interesting to see how quickly they expand to. I tell you one thing, like 30, thirty-five or forty. I tell you one thing right now. You want to talk about a tough ticket? We're talking about Michigan. Uh, that's going to be one damn hard, like year after next. That's going to be a damn hard <laughs> ticket with all the pirates that are in Charlotte to begin with, and an easy drive from Atlanta and South Carolina and North Carolina. Uh, I, I bet you there's only two or three thousand Charlotte fans there, and about twelve thousand. It's going to be like Dowdy Ficklin West. I'm telling you guys, just watch that. Um, and I'm not the smartest guy. I'm not a, a prognosticator like a Mel Kuyper, uh, Matt Semenza, but um, but I am smart enough to know that we have the best fan base and uh, the best traveling fan base right up where the big boys are SEC, I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, there are no Charlotte fans, just to clarify. There are only people who live in Charlotte. So okay. I just want to make that important distinction. 
<laughs> that's gonna be fun to that's gonna be i tell you what the one thing i love about you Semenza, is that's gonna it's not a rivalry but i have a feeling with all the smack uh it's gonna be a rivalry <laughs> because if nothing else the trash talking is great in fact i'm hoping to get you down we, we talked we agreed off air that we're gonna do a club level game together um if we can get kyle to uh, let us up there i mean he's put he told me I had to wear a suit to get up there. That's ridiculous. Um, and the dress attire for <laughs> what he wears um, up in the club level. So, you know, Matt, you and I might have to get a jacket on just to walk up there. And I I can't believe they're going to make us wear a tie at the club level, according to Kyle. But um, when he's not here, I guess we can put that out there, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's how Kyle rolls. And, uh, you know, we just have to try to keep up. Yeah, I can't wear a sweatshirt like I'm wearing now, man. They'll be, they'll kick me out, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, before we go, we need to uh, uh, we need to get out of here. But uh, I want to remind everybody to uh, definitely again get your season tickets, folks. We want to remind you at one eight hundred dial ECU ECUPirates.com. and uh, we want everybody to. Uh, by the way, also here's another one, Matt. Uh, please give to the, I know there's a lot of people like you, Matt, that are letter winners. Uh, let's get that practice indoor practice facility, the Isley performance center. I think it's called, um, call them at two, five, two, seven, three, seven, 4540. Or anytime like me, I go to ecpirateclub.com. We want to remind everybody to, uh, check that out because, uh, we need to get that done. Don't you agree, Matt? Absolutely. It's a, there's no doubt about it. It's something that's needed. So hopefully we can get it done sooner. No doubt. And one more thing, I want to remind our good friends uh, about uh, pgxclubs.com. Uh, Pirates got a big game. I want to remind everybody to uh, check that out. And uh, you can go to pgxclubs.com. And uh, there it is right there up on the screen. A custom baseball gloves, Matt. In fact, my kids have two pairs each uh, because I was taught by uh, the great Henry Hinton many years ago. Um, do business with the people that do business with you. And Kaz, Mark Minikazi has been great to us. Um, and by the way, you get 25% off and uh, all you have to do is simply go to uh, East, uh, to go to pgxgloves.com and that will uh, take care of it for sure. Uh, promo code um, ECU again, 25% off. Uh, Matt, do you have anything before we go, brother? No, hey, just uh, enjoyed it as always. Great show. And, uh, you know, just looking forward to hopefully here in the next few weeks, talking a little bit more about football and some of the moves that we've made in the portal and that I think we will be making. Sure thing. We'll be talking more of that. Good luck to the Pirates tomorrow as they're taking on at 3 o'clock. They're taking on ODU and the Commonwealth Classic. I'll get it right. Commonwealth Classic. Uh, Harbor Park. Let's have a whole bunch of Pirates uh, go up there. And uh, by the way, uh, you can uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lowe's Listening. Make sure you do that. We're getting really close to our goal of 1,000. We need your help. Tell all your friends like our Facebook page, we're uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. In fact, it's uh, at the Sports Objective, uh, TikTok, and uh, and Instagram, and at the Sports OBJ on Twitter. So uh, make sure you check that out. Appreciate you, Bubba Rosenbaum, for producing, and uh, we'll get out of here. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, appreciate uh, Anthony Mitchell, Keith Mitchell, uh, with a cameo. Thank you, Matt, brother. Appreciate you very much. Bubba, thank you for on air and producing behind the scenes. I'm Dave Richmond. As always, go Pirates.